the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And yes, there's some ho, ho, ho in the air, right? Uh, it is Christmas time, and you know... Uh, I go pretty deep on these shows. I get pretty intense. Uh, I don't uh, skim the surface, if you will. Uh, if you had to put me in the water and compare me to a snorkeler or a scuba diver, I think it would be pretty clear what I do. I go deep, I go fast, and we stay down there a long, long time. So uh, today we're going to slow it down a little bit. You know, it's uh, it's the season, right? Any great leader has an understanding of their environment. And uh, if you look around outside, if you listen, uh, you can deduce many things. You know, noticing the, the music in the air, the, the smell of baked goods, uh, lights on the buildings, lights on the trees, you know, everything lit up. Hmm. Let's see, Sherlock. I deduce that we are in the Christmas season. Logical. Uh yeah, logical. And, you know, I'm a little kid. I really am. I actually am a big kid. But uh, I never want to grow up. It's a, it's a mindset. It's, a, it's an attitude, if you will. Uh, and I love Christmas. I love what Christmas represents. It's not a day. So many people get stuck on days. It's an attitude. It's a mindset. It's a, people more generous. It's a, okay to talk about God more so than normal. Uh, you know, it's slower, uh, it's colder, the, the lights, the music, the smell in the air. It's just, I love it. Matter of fact, this year, because things were so bleak with the, uh, our current administration just selling doom and gloom, that we actually put up our Christmas tree uh, in the middle of October. We did, we put it in the middle of October because, to me, Christmas is hope. Christmas is lightness. Christmas is mercy and grace. Uh, Christmas is putting the needs of others uh, before yourself. Uh, Christmas uh, lives the saying, it is is better to give than to receive. So I love Christmas, and I love words. Anybody knows me knows that uh, I'm an etymologist by trade. I love words. And again, etymology is a study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. The origin of a word and the historical development of its meaning. And so today I'm going to go off. And you know, what am I going to go off on? Christmas etymologically, right? It's a word, more Christ. That's what the word means, more Christ. But uh, we live in a politically correct America, Joe Biden's progressive America. So let me start off with a little prose. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and Santa's a wreck. 
how to live in a world that's politically correct. His workers no longer would answer to elves, vertically challenged they were calling themselves, and labor conditions at the North Pole were alleged by the Union to strife the soul. Four reindeer had vanished without much propriety, released to the wilds by the Humane Society. And equal employment had made it quite clear why that Santa had better not use just reindeer. So Dancer and Donner, Comet and Cupid were replaced with four pigs. And you know, that looks stupid. The runners had been removed from the sleigh. The ruts were termed dangerous by the EPA. And people had started to call for the cops when they heard sled noises on their rooftops. Second-hand smoke from his pipe had his workers quite frightened. His fur-trimmed red suit was called unenlightened. And to show you the strangeness of life's ebbs and flows, Rudolph was suing over unauthorized use of his nose. What? And had gone on Geraldo in front of the nation, demanding millions in overdue compensation. So half of the reindeer were gone, and his wife who suddenly said she'd enough of this life, joined a self-help group packed and left in a whiz, demanding from now on her title was Ms. And as for the gifts, why, he'd never had a notion that making a choice could cause so much commotion. Nothing of leather, nothing of fur, which meant nothing for him and nothing for her. Nothing that might be construed to pollute, nothing to aim, nothing to shoot, nothing that clamored or made lots of noise, nothing for just girls or just for the boys, nothing that claimed to be gender-specific, nothing that's warlike or non-pacifistic. No candy or sweets, they were bad for the tooth, nothing that seemed to embellish a truth. And fairy tales, while not yet forbidden, were like Ken and Barbie, better off hidden. For they raised the hackles of those psychological who claimed the only good gift was one ecological. No baseball, no football, somebody could get hurt. Besides, playing sports exposed kids to dirt. Dolls were said to be sexist and should be passe, and Nintendo would rot your entire brain away. So Santa just stood there disheveled, perplexed. He just could not figure out what to do next. He tried to be merry. He tried to be gay. But you've got to be careful with that word today. His sack was quite empty, limp to the ground, nothing fully acceptable was to be found. Something special was needed, a gift that he might give to all without angering the left or the right. A gift that would satisfy with no indecision each group of people and every religion. Every ethnicity, every hue, everyone, everywhere, even you. So here is that gift, its price beyond worth. May you and your loved ones Enjoy peace on this earth. And you know, out of all the gifts, and I, that was from years ago. How do I know that? Because Geraldo hasn't had a radio show in a long, I mean, TV show in a long, long time. 
But, you know, it's so applicable. And that was from, geez, what, 20 years ago? I have stuff that I've been collecting for decades. And yet, how apropos is it today? And that's really today I want to talk about Christmas. You know, it's not a day. You know, matter of fact, you know, a lot of the two Babylons, I think the book's called The Two Babylons by Hyslop. I think it's Andrew Hyslop. Man, it talks about how uh, Catholicism, basically a lot of the bases of Catholicism come from pagan worship. I mean, from the, the worship of Nimrod. And so it's fascinating because even December 25th, we got to know it's not Jesus's birthday. Uh, it was basically a pagan celebration that when the church joined uh, the government, that's what Constantine did in the fourth century, that basically made it easier for followers of the way to still be followers of the pagan gods. And so even though we can go through the technicality of December 25th, not this, not that, it's Christmas. And what does Christmas mean? More Christ. This is what this day is about. This is what this season's about. And more Christ, what does that mean? That means more gentle, more kind, more forgiving, not keeping a record of wrong, not keeping a pound of flesh, not hating. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. He sent his only begotten son. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time. We need some mercy. We need some grace. Instead of no justice, no peace type of thing, how about this? How about no mercy, no peace? How about no grace, no peace? How about to know the God of the Bible, to know Jesus, is to know peace? And think about that. If you don't have place for Jesus in your life, if you don't have place for forgiveness, for mercy, if you don't have place for new beginnings, then let's be honest. Know Jesus no peace. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going all seasonal on you, and we're doing Christmas etymologically. I'm Black. We'll be right back. You'll get nothing and like it. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Burr, it's cold out there. Now, imagine this. You leave your nice, warm, and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this. Your battery's dead. 
full-service battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation. Not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, they'll even professionally install them free. That's right, a powerful new battery installed free. Now that's what we like to hear. Find them at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. I'm Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright Guys, pick a key And may all your Christmases Cinnamon, cilantro, and coconut, the three C's of life. I am black, and you are back, and I'm going to offer you a little ho, 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 because it is Christmas time. Uh, And what is Christmas about, right? That's what we're doing etymologically. We want to study the word itself. You know, when people are afraid to say Merry Christmas, or should I say they're beaten down by the woke left, that you can't say Merry Christmas. How can you not say that's what the holiday is? It's Christmas, right? But then people want to go to Happy Holidays because, hey, we don't believe in a God. No, we're too smart for that. Well, you might want to consider what does holiday mean. It's a compound word. It's a holy day. Don't you hear it? Holy. You know what holy means? Holy is to be set apart. You know, let's say I love marbles, and I collected marbles. I have so many cool marbles, and I got some puries and some beautiful ones, and I showed John, my producer, hey, John, look at all my marbles. I said, listen, you could have any of those marbles you want, John. But I go, you know what? 
but John, you know, these periods are kind of special to me. Uh, they were given to me by Ronald Reagan. You know, when I met President Reagan, he knew I collected marbles, so he gave me these periods. So listen, I'm going to pull out these periods, John. You can have any other marble you want, but I'm going to set aside these periods because these are special to me. So Not you can't have it. those. And they want to be prudent, right? See, that's what holy means. Holy. And that's a holiday. So when people want to mock God and say, I'm not going to say Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm going to say Happy Holidays. Well, at least you're acknowledging it's a holy day. It's a day set apart. Why? Because for God so loved the world that he did something about it. For God so loved the world that he came down in the form of man in flesh, incarnate is the word. And he put himself in a little gift box called a manger. And it was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Not a bow, not a wrapping paper. That was the original wrapping paper. So Christmas, if you think about the word etymologically, is more Christ. Now, here's what you got to get. I know this is going to shock some of you. And John, don't take any rude phone calls. But here's it. Ready for this? Christ is not Jesus' last name. I know it's going to shock some of you. <laughs> I know it's going to shock some of you. Uh, his first name is not Jesus. His first name is Jesus. His last name is not Christ. I just what? want to make sure people think that. Yeah, I know, Obama. I'm breaking this to you slowly. Jeremiah Wright didn't want to cover this. I get it. But, yeah, see, God. God's a title. I don't know if anybody going to get this. If you call someone a God, you're basically giving them a title. Now, the word Christ. Christ means redeemer. It means Messiah. It means Savior. See, the whole Old Testament pointed to a Messiah, a Redeemer, a Christ. Someone, we were given the Ten Commandments to show us that we were not worthy, that we could not keep the Ten Commandments on our own. There's only one person who has ever kept the Ten Commandments, and that was Jesus the Christ. Notice I said the Christ, Jesus Christ himself. Uh, and the whole purpose for the Ten Commandments is that it showed that man needed help. Man needed a Redeemer. Man had an issue. He was unholy, and yet he wanted to be in the presence of a holy God like before Genesis 3. We used to walk with God in the Garden of Eden, and then we chose to follow after the devil, so God kicked us out of the Garden of Eden for our own benefit. And so he kept us from the tree of life. And so now Jesus Christ came down in the form of man and lived a perfect life and died on the tree of life. Now I call it tree of life because by his dying and resurrection, we all are resurrected with him if we call on the name of Christ. And so he is the Messiah. He is the Redeemer. The good book says that there's only one name under heaven and under earth that men must call on to be saved, and that is Jesus. It says that one day, every knee, not some, Every knee will bow, whether you want to by choice or not, will not matter. Every single knee will bow, and every single tongue will confess. Whether you want to or not, it's not your choice, but at this point, I'm just telling you that, that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the great gift of Christmas is Christ, the Redeemer, who happens to be Jesus of Nazareth. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. We recognize his entry into the world incarnate. Not He wasn't born, technically. He was born into flesh. But Jesus Christ is pre-existent, pre-eternal. 
Remember Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created. And the creator of all things, the Bible says very clearly, is Jesus Christ. But if you drop down 25 verses to Genesis 1-26, it says, let us make man in our, listen to the word, our image unto our likeness. It's, a, it's, it's, it's plural. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three, yet one God. I am one, says the Lord. And so we're celebrating the gift of salvation. We're celebrating the gift of the ministry of reconciliation. That was Jesus Christ. I remember I heard a story that John MacArthur told years ago. It was a story told of the celebrated German sculptor J.H. von Daniker. Napoleon came to von Daniker and he said, I want you to make a statue of Venus for the Louvre, what is it, Louvre in Paris? Great yeah, Louvre. Louvre. It's a great gallery there if you haven't been there. I've been there, never went inside, but I've seen it, okay? So von Deniker said no. An enormous sum of money was then offered to him by Napoleon. He still refused. The emperor angrily demanded the reason why, and this is von Deniker's answer. Sir, I have made a statue of Jesus Christ, and I can never lower my chisel to carve an inferior subject. Isn't that powerful? Not going to do that. Yeah, because he had just he just painted this sculpture of God. Then he proceeded to tell a story. Von Daniker did. He said, the first time I molded Christ, after two years of work, I uncovered the finished statue in the presence of my little girl, and I asked her, who is that? She clapped her hands in admiration and cried, it certainly is a great man. And with that, Von Daniker smashed the statue and started all over again, praying as he toiled in it. When finished, he again invited his little girl, that, that daughter of his, in to enter the studio. She went to the figure as if it were alive and said in awe, Oh, I know him. He is the one who said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. That is so powerful. That is who we celebrate. That's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating forgiveness and mercy and long-suffering. Let me be honest. Don't we need some of that today? We live in an America that's so wrapped up in the past. And if you don't know that the spirit of the Antichrist is running this country, I'm not saying Joe Biden is the Antichrist. I'm telling you the spirit of the Antichrist is running this country. I can prove my point. The devil wants to remind you of your past. Remember, the devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And don't you see what's going on in America where we're getting rain, giving rain to BLM? We've got to bow to BLM. We've got to bow to Antifa. We've got to bow to abortion uh, rights people. We got to bow. Don't you see people taking a knee for all these weird causes? And that's what's going on. And look, we want to go to 1619. The joke is in 1619, the first slaves came to America and founded America. And then the whole Civil War was all about keeping slavery. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, this is what they're teaching in our universities. This is the crap. And they're getting Pulitzer Prizes, awards. They're paid $40,000 to show up and talk. This is the crazy world we live in. It's crazy. And they want to remind you of the past. 
1619 and 1776 and 1812 and 1842 and 1911 and 1941 and 1966 and 1988 and 2001. Yeah. Don't you get it? God's always about hope. God's about new beginnings. God meets you where you're at. And he never leaves you. He takes you to a brighter future. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. And I'm going to tell you what Carmen told me decades ago through a song. And I'm going to tell you this very clear. Listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. When the devil or America or Joe Biden reminds you of your past, you just remind them of their future. And if you don't know what that future looks like, then you go to Revelation. It'll tell you. This about forgiveness, ladies and gentlemen. What the world needs, what America needs is we need forgiveness. We need, I'm going to challenge each one of you that's hearing my voice, that you take all your pain, all the wrongs, all the ways you've been hurt this last year, and you write the on notes. You put the person's name, and you put it what they did to you, and you get all those together, and you put them in a box, and you put a bow on that, and you leave it under the tree, and you address it to Jesus. Address it to Jesus, and that is all your complaints all your records are wrong, all your pound of flesh, all that this world, all that America is telling you to hold on to, to focus on, you put it in that box and you put it at the, the, the feet of that tree. Yeah, that tree might be a Christmas tree, but metaphorically, that tree is the tree of life, the tree that Jesus Christ hung on. It was not those spikes that kept Jesus Christ on that cross. It was love. I am black. Today, we're talking about Christmas etymologically. I'll be right back. And a man of God who can't forgive is not a man of God at all. Don't mess with me when it comes to words. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Ah, man, winter's here, and I missed out on getting my roof done. Did you at least get your siding fixed? Nah, didn't get to that either. Well, I wouldn't worry. Just call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar for first thing in the spring. There are a ton of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? First, check out their online reviews, like this one. JTR did the roofing and siding on our house. Fantastic. And conscientious workers. Okay. Or there's this one. I can't say enough about what great guys they are. JTR should be your first and last call. Hmm. Plus, JTR Roofing is also a locally owned company. They stand behind their work, and they'll be there for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. 
JTR Roofing, Windows, Siding, and Gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, it's Christmas etymologically, yet we're breaking down the word. What does that word mean? What? And by the way, you know, uh, my job here on the radio is what I call life caddy. Just let you know, I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm not here to be your best friend. Uh, I'm not here for you to agree with me. I'm here to challenge your thinking. Remember, that's what universities used to do to challenge our thinking, to to give us more possibilities. You know, if you only got one or two things to choose from, then your life is pretty limited. But if you have a bevy, love that word, if you have a bevy of options, then that's different. See, think about a golfer. A golfer has many clubs to choose from. Lots of distance, you know, 400 yards, 500 yards, 286 yards, right? And so a golfer has what's called a caddy. Now, that caddy is not just because that golfer is lazy and doesn't want to carry his clubs. No, 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 no. You could get a robot to do that. You can get a cart to do that. And that's what my role is very similar to what a caddy does to a golfer. And I do this on the radio. I do this when someone goes to my leadership training. And I'm going to tell you right now, the best thing any of you listen to my voice can do right now is go to likeitmatters.net and get your butt in a class. January 13th, I got my first class of the year. Uh, February 17th, I got a class in Vegas. I think there's another class in Dallas in the first weekend of March. Uh, it's on the schedule. Go to likeitmatters.net. You can read about the schedule. But if you want to start 2022 with a bang, uh, with uh, to build back way better, unlike the Biden thing, I promise you. Get your butt in class. It'll happen. Because I'm a life caddy. You know, it's about sometimes we need help in the process of becoming the best possible version of ourselves. That's what I do as your life caddy. And all great players, Tiger Woods or whoever, they need a good caddy. And think about this. As a life caddy, I serve many great purposes. I help carry your bags, right? We talk about these bags. We all go through life with this burden on us, these bags with our, uh, our, our yoke, right? The load can sometimes become such a burden or a hindrance to playing at your optimum level. And when you're carrying so much stress, so much worry, so much confusion, how can you play your best game? Sometimes the baggage that we carry around can get burdensome and we need a little help from a caddy. Also, a good caddy knows the course, right? Not only do we know the course, but we know the golfer. I teach you how you work. I know how we create experience. That's my background. 
I offer suggestions on tools, resources available based on the given situation, based on the course, and based on you, based on your skills, based on your patterns, based on your past, based on your potential, based on your desires, tools, resources, available skill set of you. I also, as your caddy, know your past performance. Right? I know where your shortfalls have been. I know what your struggles are. I know what your strengths are. So I can offer suggest excuse me, suggestions as you move forward based on what you've done in the past, based on your desired outcome, and based on knowing you. And lastly, I allow for you to focus on playing your game. It's hard to be in two different places at one time. It's hard to be in your head and fully present with somebody externally. And so if you're in your head worrying about this, worrying about this, wanting to figure all this stuff out, you can't be fully present with anybody. So I do all the other stuff, allowing you to be fully present. Why? Because then you get the credit. You get the payout. The caddy doesn't get the reward. The caddy doesn't get the good-looking people hanging out with them. The caddy doesn't get the paycheck. The golfer gets that. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, life can be overwhelming at times. It gets confusing. The old saying, right, inch by inch, life can be a cinch, but yard by yard, it can be hard. Charles Comiskey put it this way, it is the small things in life which count. It is the inconsequential leak which empties the biggest reservoir. Let me help you fill up your reservoir going into the new year with passion, with vision, focus, commitment, purpose, a team of committed individuals. This is what I do when you become under construction with what we do on the radio, what we do at likeitmatters.net. This is what I'm here for. You know, and today we're celebrating Christmas, uh, and we're doing it uh, by based on what the word means. It means more re- Messiah. It means more redemption. It, let's be honest. We are never more like Christ than when we forgive. Matter of fact, when Jesus Christ was being crucified, he said seven things on the cross, and you should know what those seven things are, because each one of those seven things is a gift. That's what I said. It's a gift. The first thing he said was, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And again, boy, we're keeping a record wrong. We're keeping a pound of flesh. We're keeping all this stuff. It reminds me of a story I once heard. Um, Two traveling monks reached a river where they met a young woman. Weary of the current, the woman asked if the monks, if one of them would mind carrying her across. Well, one of the monks hesitated because based on the religious vows. But the other one quickly picked her up and put her onto his shoulders, transported her across the water, and then put her down on the other side of the bank. She thanked him and departed. As the monks continued on their way, the one was brooding, preoccupied, unable to hold his son. He was mad. He was angry. He felt the monk violated their rights. So he spoke out. Yeah. He said, brother, brother, our spiritual training teaches us to avoid any contact with women. But you picked that one up. You put her on her your shoulders and you touched her as you carried her across that water. And he is just shocked. He is stunned. He is angry. He is mad. He is bitter. With that, the second monk replied, Brother, 
I sat her down on the other side. Why are you still carrying her? Boom. That's a mic drop. We're so busy keeping a record of wrong of what everybody else did and didn't do, what everybody else said or didn't say, what anybody else tweeted or posted on social media or didn't tweet or post on social media. You know, as a pastor, I'm going to tell you one thing that a lot of pastors don't like hearing. Your sin is between you and God. My sin is between me and God. John's sins between him and God. We don't need to get in the middle of each other's sins. Last time I checked, God did that. Romans 10.9 is pretty clear. If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with your mouth that he is risen, then you shall be saved. And we accept the blood of Jesus Christ, the ultimate gift that we celebrate at Easter, not at Christmas, because Jesus Christ was incarnated. I'll use your terminology, was born to die. Remember uh, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA? Jesus Christ was born to die. It's the greatest gift there is because when he died and rose three days later, those that call on the name of Jesus Christ, his sin covers us. We're satiated. You know, I just did a class in Vegas. I told you, Ecotent, my good friend Mike Rhodes is such a great blessing. He's Jesus to a lot of people. He paid the entire hotel and meals bill. Not only did he pay for the whole class, but he also paid for the entire hotel and meals bill. And so when I went to the hotel to check out, I'd been there five days. We had put some incidentals on our room. Uh, My mother-in-law was there watching my son, so they had some different charges on there. When I went to check out, I gave them my credit card because I had incurred a lot of debt. And you know what they told me? Te telestai. What, Black? Were they smoking? We were in Vegas, right? They could have been smoking. They said, Te Telestai. What? He said, It's paid in full. What? It's finished. Yeah, it's finished. Um, Mike Rhodes paid your tab, but I owe this money. Yeah, but it's already been paid. You owe me nothing. We have no record, no account of you owing us anything. Please leave my front desk. Now, they didn't say that to me. I said you're finished. Get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't say that to me. They were a lot of really nice people, our hotel we had. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we celebrate at Christmas. That our big old tab, our big old record of wrong, all the things that we've done to people, all the times we dishonored God, all the teen times we said a partial lie, because a partial lie is a full lie. Don't lie to yourself. All the times we took something that wasn't ours. All the times that we had hate in our heart. All the times that we looked at another woman or another man with lust in our eyes, craving after them, wanting to bed them, wanting to enjoy ourselves with them. For all those things that we did, that's been paid in full. That when we take our last breath on this planet, that we'll stand in the presence of God Almighty welcoming us into his kingdom for eternity. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about forgiveness. It's about turning the other cheek. It's about giving to people. Don't you get what mercy and grace are? Those are two great words, and that's what Christmas is about. See, mercy is not getting what you deserve. You know, there are many times I did things uh, that if a policeman was around, I would have been arrested. 
by the grace of God, I wasn't. I got mercy. And there were many times this last trip driving back from Vegas that I was going 100 miles an hour and passed a cop who, for whatever reason, didn't clock me. I got mercy because I should have got a ticket. I should have been pulled over, but I didn't get what I deserved. And then there's grace. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is my good friend, Dave Guise, who donated a large chunk of money so that I could help my orphanages in Africa. Grace is Ray Paris from North Carolina who donated a chunk of money so that I can fund my orphanages in Africa. Grace is uh, Mike Rhodes with Ecotip Las Vegas who funded me changing 12 people's lives even though he didn't have to. So that's what we're celebrating today. More Christ. Christmas. I'll be back. Amen. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at KeeganLawOffice.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. I am black. (laughs) And you are back under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today we are talking about Christmas etymologically, right? And no, it's one of the greatest choices in life to choose God or not to choose God, right? See, all choices have consequence. And I love this about God. God made us because God knows how easily we're confused. And what God does is when he gives us choice, he never gives us more than two. Because he knows how easily we're confused. He knows how we're fear-based. Yeah. That's why God said, I did not give you spirit of fear. He made us. But of sound mind, of courage, of hope. Right? And so you got to realize life is a series of consequences from choices we make. You know, the ultimate choice is will we bow to the, the, will we humble ourselves before the cross? Will we accept that we're sinners and, and that Jesus Christ died for us? Or will our pride keep us from accepting the paid price of Christmas? There are consequences. Let me share with you a little poem I found years ago called Xmas Consequences. "'Twas the month after Christmas, and all through the house, nothing would fit me, not even a blouse. The cookies I'd nibble, the eggnog I'd taste, all the holiday parties had gone to my waist. When I got on the scales, there arose such a thunder, uh, such a number. When I walked to the store, less a walk than a lumber.' I'd remember the marvelous meals I'd prepared, the gravies and sauces and beef nicely rared, the wine and the rum balls, the bread and the cheese, and the way I'd never said, no thank you, please. As I dressed myself in my husband's old shirt and prepared once again to do battle with dirt, I said to myself, as I only can, you can't spend a winter disguised as a man. So away with the last of the sour cream dip, get rid of the fruitcake, every cracker and chip, every last bit of food that I like must be banished till all the additional ounces have vanished. I won't have a cookie, not even a lick. I'll want only to chew on a long celery stick. I won't have hot biscuits or cornbread or pie. I'll munch on a carrot and quietly cry. I'm hungry, I'm lonesome, and life is a bore. But isn't that what January is for? Unable to giggle, no longer a riot. Happy New Year to all, and to all a good diet. You know, there are consequences, ladies and gentlemen, right? Get in well, we my belly! <laughs> yeah, that's a... I, I, I resemble that character. I really do, Mike Myers. You know, I've been sp- sp- supposed to have start my diet a week ago, and um, I'm having a hard time doing it at Christmas. But there are consequences of our choices. And, and really, the ultimate consequence of Christmas is do you accept the babe in the manger or not? Reminds me of another story. One day, a woman named Louise fell asleep in her bed and dreamed a very frightful dream. 
See, she dreamed that someone in hell wrote a letter to her, and it was to be delivered to her by a messenger. The messenger passed between the lakes of hell and found his way to the door that would lead him to the outside world. Louise dreamed that the messenger walked to her house, came inside, and gently but firmly woke Louise up. He gave her the message, saying only a friend had written it to her from hell. Louise, in her dream and trembling hands, took the letter and read it aloud. And this is what it said. My friend, I stand in judgment now and feel that you are to blame somehow. On earth, I walked with you day by day, and never did you ever point me the way. You knew the Lord in truth and glory, but why did you never tell me the story? My knowledge then was very dim. You could have led me safely to him. Though we lived together on that earth, you never told me about the second birth. And now I stand this day condemned because you fell to care enough about me to mention him. You taught me many things. Yeah, that's true. I called you friend. Man, I trusted you. But I learn now that all that's for naught, that it's too late. You could have kept me from this terrible fate. We walked by day. We talked by night. And yet you never showed me the loving light. You let me live and love and die. You knew without a doubt I'd never live on high. Yeah, I called you friend and you called me friend in life and trusted you through joy and strife. And yet I'm coming to the end. I cannot now call you my friend. Signed, Marcia. After reading the letter, Louise awoke. The dream was so real to her in her mind. Sweat dripped from her body in pools. She swore she could still smell the acidic stench of brimstone and smoke from her room. As she contemplated the meaning of her dream, she realized that as a Christian, she felt in her duty to go out to all the world and preach the gospel. As she thought of that, she promised herself that the next day she would call Marcia and invite her to church with her. The next morning she called Marcia, and this was the conversation. Bill, is Marcia there? Louise. Louise, you don't know? No, no what, Bill? No what? Marcia. You didn't hear? She, she was killed last night in a car accident. I thought you knew. You know, ladies and gentlemen, planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. There are two types of sins, sins of omission and sins of commission. In other words, things that we should not have done that we did do, that we missed the mark. And then there are things that we should have done that we did not do. Again, missing the mark. And yeah, I know, I talk about God on this radio show, I know. And, you know, I've been doing leadership training for 30 years. And in 30 years, I can tell you there's not a single scripture in my manual. But, you know, when I teach class, man, a lot of scripture comes out of me. Because from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need more Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is our all. Jesus is the great I am. 
There are seven, technically eight, I am statements in John's gospel. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes me shall never thirst. Then Jesus spoke to them, saying again, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am the door, Jesus said. If anyone enters me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die the first death, he shall live. Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus later expressed, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And then lastly, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. See, a lot of people count seven I am statements in the book of John, but the eighth I am statement is found right there in John eight fifty eight. It's the most profound of the bunch. Here, Jesus makes two improbable claims that rock the world of the Jews to whom he was speaking and should give us pause. He said that he existed before Abraham, who had died perhaps 2,000 years prior to Jesus of Nazareth. He also equated himself to God, taking the holy name that God revealed to Moses in the burning bush, Exodus 3.14, and which was so holy that the people of Jesus' day would not even utter it out loud. Their reaction when Jesus said this was to pick up stones to throw at Jesus, but they were thwarted because it wasn't his time yet. Some say the saddest verse in the Bible is Judges 2.10. Others might suggest it was when Jesus wept. Still others might suggest Jesus, Genesis 3.6. I might say that the last part of John 8.59 is the saddest. Jesus leaves the temple. The Son of God, through whom the whole universe was made, comes to his own, should have been the object of their worship. He came to fulfill the whole law. He came to be among God's people, and he has no place in the temple dedicated to the God who sent him. Ladies and gentlemen, my one prayer for you is that you have more Jesus this week. My one prayer to you is that you find peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's part of what my job here on Like It Matters Radio is, is to help you know, know what you need to know, so you can be who you were created to be. So I am Mr. Black, wishing you a Merry Christmas and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. If you were to shut your mouth and listen to what Jesus has to say, you wouldn't be in the mess you're in right now, you little punk. Jesus knows where you live. You can't hide from Jesus. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? 
At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Ringing Liberty. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.